Chapter Eleven of One of My Sons by Anna Catherine Green. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Chapter Eleven: Something to Think About. Fatality! Exclaimed Alfred, and raising his head, he strode impetuously towards Miss Meredith. "'You have enjoined a confession of guilt and forbidden us to assert our innocence,' he cried. "'But I shall assert mine now and always, whatever happens and whoever suffers. "'I should not be worthy of the happiness I aim at "'if I did not declare my guiltlessness in the face of facts which seem to militate against me.' "'I believe you,' she began, her hand trembling towards his. "'But the confiding impulse was stayed.' by what thought by what dread and her hand fell and her lips closed before she had completed the sentence i am innocent he repeated drawing himself up in proud assertion nobly borne out by the clear regard of the eye which now turned alternately on george and leighton who were standing upon either side of him what is the use of repeating a phrase you cannot back up with proof called out george who was still gnawing his own special grievance i am as innocent as you are but i scorn to take advantage of each and every opportunity to assert it leighton neither spoke nor moved the melancholy in which he was now completely lost repelled all attempt to break it nor did this expression of complete wretchedness alter during the hubbub that followed when it did but I must make clear the circumstances of this change. I was engaged in making my adieu with Miss Meredith when Sweetwater, after a marked effort to meet my eye, motioned me to join him in the doorway of the den where Mr. Gillespie's body still lay. Not enjoying the summons, yet feeling it impossible to slight them, I ventured for the last time, or so I hoped, down the hall. The young detective was looking into the room which had already played so conspicuous a part in the events of the night, and as I drew up beside him, I perceived that his eyes were fixed not upon the outstretched figure of its late occupant, but on the face and form of Leighton Gillespie, who was bending above it. For all the humiliation I felt at thus sharing the professional surveillance entered into by this able young detective, I could not resist following his glance, which seemed to find something remarkable in the attitude or expression of the man before me. The result was a similar interest on my part, and a score of new surmises. The melancholy, which up till now had been the predominating characteristic of this inscrutable face, had yielded to what could not be called a smile, and yet was strangely like one. And this smile, or shadow of a smile, had in it just that tinge of sarcasm which made it the one look of all others least to be expected from a son, who in common with his brothers labored under a suspicion of having been the direct cause of his father's death. With the memory of it fixed indelibly in my mind, I moved away, and in another moment was quit of the house in which I had spent four hours of extraordinary suspense and exciting adventure. As I passed down the stoop, I met a young man coming up. He was the first of the army of reporters destined to besiege that house before daybreak. End of chapter 11